It's an exciting time at Gaston College. Athletics are on the way. A new Fiber Innovation Center is being built, and there are tons of new partnerships on the horizon. Today, we're talking with Gaston College President Dr. John Hooser, who actually took over during the middle of the pandemic. We're talking about his first year on the job, his hopes for the fall semester, and what Gaston College has in store for Gaston County residents. It's like everybody, uh, it's been certainly been a challenge since my arrival at Gaston College started June 1 of 2020, three months into the pandemic. We had, uh, we had done some preliminary work prior to me getting here with the, um, with the administrative team uh, on what we would do for you know, summer and going forward. Our team worked very, very hard to develop what we call the Gaston College Safe Plan. And we had three different types of levels that we could operate. I think it worked well for us to be able to have as many face-to-face classes as we could in the healthcare areas as well as the technical skill areas because the demand to keep the economy moving and the demand on healthcare was so great. Sure. Our business and industry folks really were needing our students and needing the, the graduates. So we, we did a really good job of monitoring student health and faculty and staff health. We have a, um, an app that we employed. Our faculty, staff, and our students were able to log their health. So we, we had a little more real-time data on what was going on at the institution from a contact tracing perspective. Okay. Sometimes we wouldn't get the, the state data until it was too late here. Mm. <laughs> uh, but we were able to monitor that you know, pretty much daily. And as we uh, would see any type of increases, we would scale back our uh, face-to-face programs. But pr- primarily, 75-80% was online instruction. Our, our maintenance and custodial staff did a fantastic job in keeping all the facilities clean and disinfected and certainly a, a healthy environment. We also employed a company to come in and monitor our, our, our air quality. Hmm. Okay. So we still have those air quality devices in place. We have replaced a number of HVAC units with our funding from the federal government to get a, a, a higher quality HVAC units to that will filter air coming into the building, some outside air, as well as the inside air with the air quality sensors we have in place. So that's made a big, big, had a big impact on us as well. So we know in real time, you know, like I could check it right now what the air quality is telling us in, in, in our buildings, which is a step above what some other places are doing. And then it, that has allowed us to, again, monitor the activity very, very closely. So we, we had a lot of success. We moved through spring of the year. And as you know, uh, things started improving. So uh, we ended up having a, a in-person graduation outdoors. Oh, at right. The, yeah, at the Hughes District Stadium. We had graduates from the 20, class of 2020 that were not able to have a graduation mm. and, they, uh, and the class of 2021. So it was a fantastic day. No incidents come out of that. And we just really worked hard. Our faculty, I can't say enough about the things that they did beyond their normal scope of work. You know, there's a lot more attention to detail and interaction that it needed to occur with our student body. And they did that. In spades, they they just 
made those contacts online. We, we installed a number of interactive video displays where the students actually felt like they were in a classroom because everybody that was in a class was all live. Okay. And our, our faculty were able to engage really well. And they, they just excelled beyond expectation. With some of the things that you were able to do uh, this past year during COVID, are you able to take some of those uh, successes and lessons learned and, and apply them forward to, to future semesters like going forward in the fall? Yeah, absolutely. You know, with um, think about an entry point for a student coming into student services and trying to figure out how to, to complete their application, complete the FAFSA form, all that was done virtually. So, yes, we were able to gain a, a quite a bit of knowledge of how to do that from a virtual standpoint to onboard a student and get them enrolled without them ever stepping foot on campus. So we're, we're using those skills and techniques now, uh, along with the, the in-person uh, walk-ins that, that most students prefer, uh, but some students are still preferring the, uh, the virtual format. And we're, so we're doing both now, and, and we were not doing that before. And registration looks very positive uh, at this point and compared to last year at this, at this same time. Hmm. See, the classroom setting, we've, we've learned a lot. You know, we were, we were recognized by Intelligent.com uh, this past year, 2021, as, as being among the best online community colleges in the United States. Oh, that's terrific. Uh, yeah, only, only 59 schools made it to the final list, and Gaston College was recognized as the best school for accelerated classes. So, uh, and we ranked 38th overall nationally mm. against other colleges. So that's, that's a really good testament to, to how our faculty and staff worked and the quality of instruction that came out of us being online. So you, you've got a ton of experience in the community college world in North Carolina, specifically having worked at, at Carteret and at Wilkes before coming to Gaston College. What is different for you about Gaston College and, and, you know, what are some of the things that you learned at those, you know, previous jobs that have kind of helped um, prepare you for this one? That's a great question. I, I have been in the system 24 years, started as, a, as an adjunct faculty person and then taught in the, in the engineering technology areas, worked in continuing education and transitioned over to the curriculum programs. And, you know, just I've been in all aspects of the college environment uh, in the last 24 years. And, you know, Wilkes was a really good school, three-county service area. It served Wilkes, Ash, and Allegheny counties. Somewhat of a mid, mid-range size school out of the 58 community colleges. Okay. Carteret, certainly a very small college, you know, 12 to 1,800 students total. And, uh, you know, we serve one county. Right. Gaston County, serving Lincoln and Gaston County is a, is a very large institution in comparison across the 58, the 10th, 11th largest consistently throughout the years. The neat thing for me is my background is in engineering. I worked in, in, in the field for 10 years as a, as a mechanical engineer and a uh, plant manager okay. or plant industrial engineer. So the growth that's happening in, in Gaston and Lincoln counties with the manufacturing sector and the healthcare sectors all fit my background. And, and when I arrived here, I learned pretty quickly that Dr. Skinner, who was here for 25 years, had, had a great foundation laid. And a lot of great processes in place that I, that I wasn't having to repair or fix like I have at other institutions. That operational side was so helpful to be in place and in order, and the foundation of, of the quality of the people here was just was just outstanding. 
so that enabled us to take last year and and look look at where we needed to be and where we wanted to be moving ahead uh, in the next five to ten years. And so that enabled us to really take time to uh, to talk to business and industry as much as I could, mostly via Zoom and telephone, and really align some strategies as I began working with the Gas and Business Association, mm-hmm. align some strategies with workforce development, which is my strength and my background, uh, one of my strengths. So we, we have engaged employers and we've listened to them. We did some demand planning and what that means is what are their demands? What are they needing from a job skills standpoint, the numbers they're needing? We were looking at the competencies and credential requirements for that. And we're analyzing that talent flow with our partnership with the Gaston County Public Schools and the private schools here in, in the county, as well with Belmont Abbey. It's a unique situation here where the Gaston County Schools rank number one in, in career and technical education and, C, and, and with their CTE credentials so high, uh, the highest number across the state of North Carolina in comparison to Wake and even Mecklenburg County. So wow. uh, for us to be a part of that and marry our programs, interconnect everything together in a seamless transition from the public schools to Gaston College is just phenomenal. And Gaston College also has the, uh, we also last year received the number one, being recognized as the number one apprenticeship partner in the state of North Carolina. And, and then you take Belmont Abbey, who is ranked as one of the top colleges and universities in the South by the U.S. News and World Report. You've got a powerhouse of an education and workforce development system, and, and that is a very unusual, and I, and I love it. And it's exciting for us to be a part of that. Well, it just seems like there's, there's a lot of kind of synchronicity in the work between, like you said, the public school system, Gaston College, Belmont Abbey, um, and, and, and then employers in the area, whether you're talking about you know, manufacturing or, or healthcare. I mean, it, it really does seem like there's just kind of this natural flow for, for students and some great opportunities there. It really is. And, you know, we're trying to build that talent pipeline, uh, that supply chain for talent to our, to our companies. And then, and then all the, of course, along the way, we're uh, always looking at continuous improvement and how we improve that process for the student and how the outcome produces more certifications and credentials to improve the the economic well-being of our citizens and give people the opportunity for for economic mobility. We're doing that. We've added nine new programs that ties in directly to the business and industry needs. Belmont Abbey's added five new programs. The new health academy has been added at East Gaston High School with the public schools all aligned to industry and, uh, and businesses and healthcare and we're bringing, uh, actually, in, uh, on August the 10th, Gaston County Schools and Gaston College will start the first medical science early college high school in the state of North Carolina. And that'll be on our campus, and we'll start that. So we'll have two early colleges on our campus now. We're super excited about that. Oh, that's tremendous. Uh, but, but it's about the pipeline and creating that talent to, um, for career pathways for students and workers with those pipelines aligned to business and industry and healthcare. Absolutely. During the pandemic, I mean, you, you talk about, you know, getting through some of the, the challenges of, of COVID, but you guys also saw a, a fairly big win in terms of the announcement of the, the new uh, Fiber Innovation Center that's going to be built. Absolutely. We are super excited about that partnership with Parkdale Mills. Uh, we continue to work hand-in-hand with those folks. And uh, our textile technology center 
it's a little quiet gym sitting over in Belmont at our Kimbrough campus. And so during the pandemic, they were doing development and testing of product for personal protective equipment, PPE for the medical fields, the right. face masks, the gowns, the cotton swabs, all in, all in partnership with Parkdale. Uh, and what was, we discovered that we, we have a very unique opportunity here, and we, we were able to get the support of our legislators, Senator Harrington and, and all the representatives in this area, Bumgarner and Torbett and, and those folks that really got behind us and said, you know what, you know, this textile center can be a tremendous asset to the county. So we uh, put forth a proposal to develop a uh, world-class cyber innovation center that focused on that will focus on advanced materials in the textile industry. Uh, we'll be able to offer full programs and services at the Kimball campus, becoming the focal point for our region and state providing advanced fiber development, high quality training, degree programs, workforce development programs, apprenticeships. And, and the cool thing is that something we're calling a fiber and textile academy. That's a short-term workforce development program that focuses on um, the folks who are in the industry and looking to advance their skills and advance because hmm. the, the world is changing in that field. Sure. Everything you basically sure. touch has a fiber in it, you know, everything. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about apparel. It's about everything in advanced materials. And uh, we're excited about that. We'll have a two-year degree over there in partnership with NC State. We're almost uh, finalizing that agreement with the Wilson College of Textiles where a student can come here for two years and then transfer into NC State for two years. Oh wow! Uh, the same with uh, yeah, the same with North Carolina A and T in the fashion uh, design area. We're really excited about what's going on in Belmont and the Kimball campus. We're going to have STEM courses over there at that campus for our high school students and in our college and career now programs. You know, we're going to have the potential with Andy Warlick and Davis Warlick helping guide us in the development of the state of art facility. We'll be able to develop and test advanced fibers for the advanced materials industry. That means we'll be developing things, we'll be developing smart textiles for the defense industry, personal protective equipment, and, and some other proprietary products developed by our national and international partners. We have customers in all 50 states of the U.S. and 36 countries. Wow. So, yeah, just in, just in that center. So the entire range of, of development opportunities and bringing us to scalability where scientists can start with an idea and move to small-scale trials and work up to a commercially viable product will be happening in Belmont. This will be the only center uh, of its type in, in the U.S. for sure, where you can, you can start with a, a very small plastic component and develop a fiber from it to an end product, being able to extrude it and form it into a yarn or a polymer development process and physically test it. So it's a very unique situation going on over there. We're super excited about it and can't thank our, our legislators enough for their support and, and the support of uh, Andy and Davis Warlick. Absolutely. Switching gears just a little bit, it, you know, one of the exciting things that you guys have coming up is, is uh, bringing athletics in, correct? Yeah, we're, uh, we're fired up. <laughs> I tell you, it's, um, it's worked really well. Been here a couple of months and you know, I was able to get out and meet some people, but it, it was in a very uh, controlled environment and situation. Right. But and it's either by Zoom call or, or phone calls when I was talking to folks. I, w I would often get asked about athletics. Hmm. You know, I grew up with athletics. I know the meaning of it, uh, the importance of it to to students, to those student athletes. 
any of those student athletes that might not have that opportunity beyond high school. We talked to the board about it, board of trustees about it a little bit, and, and they, they requested that I bring forth a formal proposal. I did that in October. In November, the board fully approved us beginning intercollegiate athletics. You know, the whole time I was introduced back in uh, probably August of last year to former Gaston College alumni, Leonard Hamilton, who was the coach at Florida State University. Right, right. So Leonard and I had a lot of conversations back and forth, you know, for several months. And he loves Gaston College. Hmm. There's no doubt he will tell you, and he, he and he told our board, that he uh, would not be where he's at without the start at Gaston College. Hmm. And uh, so Leonard and I have developed a very strong relationship, a friendship. And he's, he's served as a quiet mentor to to us, to me, really, and and how we do this right. And what that means is you you seek out quality people as coaches, as the athletic directors. And, you know, I, didn't, I, I informed our board that I didn't want to go at this and I didn't think we should we should approach this without having the same quality as our academic programs. That makes we, sense. We lead the state in a number of initiatives. Certainly, number one is apprenticeship, with a number two customized training, customized industry training program in the state of North Carolina. We have a number of health science programs that the national and state pass rates are 95 percent above. So, understand that I didn't want to compromise at all the academic integrity that we have built here right. over the 57 years. And in, in, in no way will we do that. So if we're going to have a program much like the, the Fiber Innovation Center, we want that same high quality in athletics. So our commitment to the board is that we would start initially in five, maybe six sports, and we're doing that. That's men's basketball, men's baseball, women's beach volleyball, women's softball, women's cross country and esports. Okay. So for those six six programs we're looking, you know, 100 120 student athletes will be part of the National Junior Collegiate Athletic Association. It's the second largest national intercollegiate athletic organization in the US. There's over 500 colleges in there in 44 states. Hmm. Our focus will be having higher retention and graduation rates for our athletes than other schools. Uh, we'll have a program setting up, and we're working on that now, where their the student athletes will be required to attend a, a tutoring session and a check-in kind of on a daily performance in the classroom. And we'll, you know, certainly provide all the, the resources for them to do that through our coaches and our other student support services. The other thing it's going to do, and it has done already, even without students on campus, I've I've received a number of emails from our student body. Uh, they are so excited about it. But to, and it's going to change our student life sure. uh, on campus. It's going to be able to promote overall college unity and pride, and we're excited about it. Our, our communities are engaging uh, with us in Gaston, Lincoln County, and it just gives us another uh, high-quality asset to add to the institution. And we're primary, we're located in a great place to pull talent from Charlotte and South Carolina and Raleigh, uh, and, and of course West. Sure, but you know it's an exciting time uh, here. We'll we'll begin play. Uh, we'll have a fall baseball season starting in uh, no, uh, September. Basketball will start their full season in November. 
we've been very successful with uh, attracting some talent that most junior colleges can't do and, and don't do. Part of it's been luck, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> um, you know, we've had a couple of situations. Our softball coach is, was the former assistant with Syracuse University, and his wife is from Greensboro. They just had their second child. They wanted to get closer back to, to her family, mm-hmm. and it, the timing was just good. And yep. we, were, we were advertising for a softball coach. And then, and then the assistant that we employed last week, she, uh, same situation. She's, she's from the, the Charlotte area, been a head coach in a couple of different places at, at Gardner-Webb and, and uh, Wingate. The timing was right for her. So we're building a, a staff that is going after talent. We've got some, some international players that are looking to come here for a year or two years. Our baseball program has recruited – you know, with COVID, people ask me, "Say, why in the world would you start athletics during COVID?" <laughs> it's actually the it's actually the best time, and and let me tell you, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, it gave us 12 solid months to do some real planning and and get some things in place mm-hmm. and develop some partnerships with our communities in the city of Gastonia as relative to Sims Park. Sure. And also, what people might not know is that the Division One, Division Two schools, those student athletes on scholarships there are able to carry that forward another year of eligibility. So there you have seniors that are not, that are graduating, but are also have an extra year of eligibility. Right. Right. (laughs) So the incoming freshman class and those student athletes that may be, let's say you take a baseball roster of nine, uh, they may be number 15 or 16th in the, in the queue that might not be getting the playing time they want and, and continue to develop their skills. We're able to pick them up. Yeah, and they're transferred. So we have we have probably nine or ten Division One student athletes coming to a baseball program. Wow, pretty nice. What's even better about that, Adam, is that again our academic standards are so high. We have a number of uh, we have sixteen transfer articulation agreements with the public universities in North Carolina, and we have about nine or ten with private institutions. And there's about six of those we developed this past year with Belmont Abbey, Gardner Webb. Lenore Ryan and and we're North Carolina A and T and we're we're and I'll give you some news that's coming next week. We're getting ready to sign a full articulation with Johnson C. Smith. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah, it's outstanding. So so that gives avenues for those student athletes to transfer back to us or transfer from here to a high level institution and and enter in seamlessly as a junior. So that's fantastic for that program. So that's why we started athletics in a pandemic. There was no pressure on us to get a, a team fielded last year. Mm-hmm. We will field one uh, many teams this year. It's just been a real excitement about it. We're able in the last eight to ten months as well rebrand our institution and and develop a mascot that we'll reveal August 19th, an event we're having here on campus at 3 o'clock. You're welcome to join us, everybody. The public, it's open to the public. Oh, nice. We'll make an, announce, make an announcement of our new uh, college logo, our colors, tagline and um and our mascot and you'll be able to meet our coaches we have um great um, uh, ambassador is really advisor to the president that's gene Banks, former duke star and nba legend hmm. that, that's on our staff that's helping us transition uh, student athletes from from high school to college and college to, to you know for, for junior college to a division one division two school uh he'll also help all of our athletic programs and be, a, be an ambassador for us, public speaking and 
He's also going to work with our WSG radio station. Gene's got a significant experience in that area. And, you know, it's an award-winning radio station as it sits, but uh, when you add a weekly talk show with Gene Banks on sports and academics here at the college, that, that helps. And, Absolutely. Um, and so we're looking to engage the community more, and Gene's going to be a key component for us to do that. He's a fantastic guy. Uh, I wanted to say young man, but hes uh, <laughs> I remember him when he's a young man. He's certainly a great personality, well-connected, and um, brings a lot to the table for us as as he talks athletics, as he talks Gaston College, and, and he too is finding a love for this institution. Well, and like you said, you know, the, the whole rollout of, of a new mascot, new colors, that just sounds like there's there's so much excitement and so much going on right now in terms of um, getting more people in the community kind of excited about what's going on at Gaston College. Absolutely, and we look forward to having, we look forward to having our home games at Sims Park. You know, it's a historical park. A lot of major leaguers and other players and uh, that's in, a, in other sports, like Russell Wilson, played baseball there. Yep. You know, Russell Wilson, quarterback at State, Ohio State, and then eventually on the Seattle Seahawks. So, you know, it's it's a lot of history. And our kids that are coming to visit us, we had a kid from Florida in last week. And this kid, he, he, he is a D1 player. Mm-hmm. A baseball coach is, is very close to a lot of university coaches. And so – the University of Marshall really wants him on their team, but they don't have space because of the scholarship business right. with COVID. They called up our baseball coach, said, I want you to take a look at this kid and see what you think about him. And so him and his dad came up from Florida. They love Sims Park. They love being here in Gaston, knowing that his next step, you know, this is his first step. We're going we're gonna to train him up. We're going to give him some additional skills. He knows right now that Marshall's going to probably take him in his second year. So, so those are the kind of relationships we've built uh, on the athletic side. That's the kind of a, a diversity that we're creating with athletic programs. And then it's opening it up to opportunities for our, our local athletes as well. Absolutely. And there's been a number of those. I, I was surprised the number of those. We have, a, we have several from Belmont and Gastonia who were off uh, at another institution, you know, throughout the state who had transferred back to us mm. to be closer to home. Sure. So that, that tells me the community is very aware and, and very supportive of what we're doing. Uh, anything else as we wrap up that you wanted to mention about just um, any any programs, initiatives going on, or just anything that you've experienced in your first year on the job that uh, that stood out to you? Well, I'll tell you, it's when you're talking about an institution this size and a leader in the community college system in a lot of ways, not only within the state of North Carolina, but nationally, we're part of the Achieving the Dream program. We're, we're, we're a leader college uh, in that. All this, all this academic success and student success all comes back to our people. And that's the faculty and staff that, that make this thing work every single day. Regardless of what challenge you put in front of them, they find a way. And that way is not just a way to get it done, it's a way to do it right. Together we create a tremendous amount of success for our students and our community. Uh, our partnerships with, with both Lincoln and Gaston County Economic Development is very, very strong. Our partnership with the Gaston Business Association here is strong. And, uh, of course, our relationship with the public schools and Belmont Abbey. So, you know, all that can't happen without high-quality, talented, and very committed faculty and staff that, that help brand and make this institution what it is. So that's what I'm most proud of. You know, we can build buildings, we can we can start programs, but without the people that we have here, we would not be near as successful as we are. And 
And so publicly, I just want to say that and thank our faculty and staff for all that they do for this institution and, and for the communities of, of Gaston and Lincoln County. Absolutely. Dr. John Huser, the president of Gaston College, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you, sir. Take care.